I'm Andy Cassette. And I'm Jessie Prey. And this is a Love Murder Quickie. Welcome to Cocktoberfest. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome everyone to our first ever quickie. These are mini episodes that we'll do every once in a while, often around fun seasonal themes and holidays that give you just a little more of that juicy love murder goodness. I absolutely love the idea of quickies, but the seasonal theme quickies are really what's doing it for me. In the meantime, though, Jesse, what the hell is Cocktoberfest? Can you explain? <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's whip out the old dictionary definition of cuckold. I am sure that you guys have heard the internet slang term cuck used just in general for a certain type of guy, but the definition, like the Webster's definition is a cuckold is a man whose wife is sexually unfaithful, often regarded as an object of derision. However, for our purposes, we're discussing anyone male or female, who has been cheated on. And these are their stories of revenge, whether it is funny or interesting, diabolical, or even murderous. I'm glad you touched base on that because I was going to ask you if it could also be a girl. And I feel like we're very equal opportunity here. So very <laughs> yes. happy that that's the case. Um, Oktoberfest for cuckold and cuck queen, I guess, right? Revenge story. Yeah, I think I think that's it. It's either cuck queen or cuckettes. Cuckettes. <laughs> a cuckress. A cuckress. Yes, I like that. Cuckatress. Um, yes. So that's what this is all about. And here's how it'll work. Each of us is going to read the other a cuckold revenge story, but neither of us knows what the other is going to read. All we know is that an independent third party cough cough my husband <laughs> has verified that we're not telling the same story okay andy for this one our mysterious independent verifier has suggested that i kick us off are you ready i really like that for him i like that position <laughs> poor nathaniel okay so I found this story on a Thought Catalog article titled 11 Murderous Love Triangles That Will Make You Blessed to Be Single oh my God. by Daniel Hayes. It's actually a great article. I suggest you guys check it out. We actually have already done two stories on the list already, and I actually have one in plans for next week is going to be like our main story, I think. So it's a great list, and we're going to start there, and then I'm going to give you an update. So this was called on the article, The Grandfather. Oh, God. Yep. 78-year-old <laughs> grandfather and Katy, Texas resident, Dennis Patrick Gibson, lost it when he discovered his 68-year-old wife was carrying on with a younger man of 66 years. 
What started as an argument in Gibson's front yard ended in murder when Gibson apparently decided the hell with it and shot both his wife's suitor and his wife. The boyfriend was rushed to the hospital but later died. Well, the gunshots, I know, Gibson's wife suffered were thankfully non-life-threatening. Gibson remained unapologetic for committing the shooting, saying that his wife's boyfriend arrived at their house, rang the doorbell, and that his wife let him in. This is what he says. I was pushed to the fucking limit, he said. I'd been cuckolded beyond belief. Oh, my God. They had the word in there. That's why I kind of got the idea from this. He is like the epitome of the cuckold he even said he was cuckolded so he was like kind of my inspiration so we're talking about this old guy dennis patrick gibson and the follow-up is a khou 11 it's a news channel um article by michelle homer which gives us a little update on what happened to this murderous old cuckold oh my god do you tell (laughs) an 82 year old katie man is going to prison for killing his wife's boyfriend and trying to kill her dennis patrick gibson was sentenced to 16 years for the 2015 murder of vernon Berger and 10 years for the aggravated assault of jacqueline gibson so he got his. Oh, no. I mean, that's not a really long time when we're looking at, you know, like last week we're talking about Pam Smart and those boys who were so little. But when you're 82, I mean, that's a that's a pretty hefty sentence. Yeah. So is he still alive? He is at this point. Um, okay. This article was from January 10th, 2020. Um, and it goes on. Gibson Ooh, was recent. angry. Yeah, this is a recent update. Gibson was angry that his wife and his friend were having an affair. The plan paired to celebrate Burger, that's the Mr. Yep. Upcoming birthday with a weekend trip to a Louisiana casino. Jacqueline even had a gift prepared. So Burger just rolled up to their front yard in his truck. They were not trying to keep this secret. And Gibson confronted him. After the shooting, neighbors described Berger, who was 66, as a good church-going man. He had been married to his bedridden wife for 31 years and often brought her roses, they said. Huh. So it seems like he had mostly been a faithful husband and she seems very out of it. So maybe after years of being a caretaker, he got into this other relationship. Weird. Mm-hmm. This is this is where, you know, my uh, storytelling meter goes off because I'm like, could this have been a full episode? But we're just going <laughs> to leave it at this. We are going to have to all just speculate on the love lives of these people because I did not have a full book on it. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if I could take like two hours of a 60-year-old <laughs> no, tripod. <laughs> All of those old parts just yeah, old, swinging and smashing up against each other. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We'll be there someday. Someday <laughs> that'll be us. But not with a love triangle. Hopefully we'll all just stay in our lanes. Hopefully not. Happily. Yeah. So this is actually kind of sad. Well, it's very sad. People died. Of course it's sad. Uh, this is sad about Berger's wife, too. Detectives had to tell Berger's widow six times that he was dead before she understood. Oh, no. I know. This got a really depressing turn. I hope your story's a little better. 
yeah, my story is pretty great. Okay, good. I'm excited yeah. about that. So the prosecutor said it was not the defendant's life to take. Engaging in an extramarital affair is not justification for the defendant taking the law into his own hands and nope. shooting his victims. No. Nope. Yep. Said chief domestic violence prosecutor Chad Bridges. The remedy for infidelity is divorce, not death. <laughs> My God, that could be our tagline. The remedy for infidelity is divorce, not death. Except Quotable. for in this show, which where it's always death. The defendant made a choice and must suffer the consequences of his actions. Gibson will be 90 before he is eligible for parole. Wow. Yeah. So he's, I think he's going to die in there. Yeah. He has to. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even, he could not, he could live. I don't know what kind of fresh start he's going to make at 90, but it's possible. But yeah, he's the one that line was when they, the cops took him in. He did not deny it. He was just like, I'm pushed to my limit. I've been cuckolded beyond belief. I mean, could he be senile at all? Mm, He was 78 when it happened. I don't know. That's still on the youngish side of elderly. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. He was upset about that 66-year-old young man moving in on his territory. That's hot piece. Uh-huh. She Re- got a little. Recently retired, you know. <laughs> they were going to a casino. That sounds like such a, a sex date for old people. Oh, my God. Let's go uh, play. What do they play? Slots. Slots. Penny slots. slots. Yeah, loose slots. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay, so that is my story. Are you ready to do yours? Yeah, my saga. I'm ready. I'm really excited for this one. Okay, so I read this story first, and then when I watched the video, I got really inspired and really excited about it. So my goal is to just try to do my best to convey what actually happened in the video because it's a 15 minute video that he makes essentially showing this breakup but it's so thought out and so he put so much effort into it so neil broadbent is from west yorkshire and he found himself in the unfortunate situation where he saw that his girlfriend who essentially by this time they're fiance she was engaging in cyber sex with men online particularly this one guy named thomas rue which is quite a name and also you'll see rhymes with a lot of things (laughs) so although they were literally in the midst of planning their engagement the actual event like they were planning when they were going to do the engagement and their party and already putting together their wedding he decided we're going to break up he like puts together this whole plan The 15-minute video starts off in a confessional-style video where Neil is speaking to the camera and kind of showing his audience around his flat. He already knows that she is having an affair, and he lightly touches on, you know. So wait, they haven't broken up yet? No. And it's kind of like unclear when you first watching it because he's starting to talk about his girlfriend. Is she really meeting these guys too, or is it all online? It's, I think it's all online, but I think she's probably meeting up with them because they, he, it's weird. So he has he, evidence online, but she might be meeting up with these guys in real life as I well. I think she is. I think she is. He talks about how she's like even sending nudes from bathroom stalls when they're out on dates together, which is oh, just like no. so gross. Like, and he's like, you know, she's texting and shagging other blokes and it's, it makes me super gutted. You know, how good do you think I feel? And it's like very Love Island accent. 
so the thing that stuck out to me most while he's like showing us around this flat is how adamant he is about telling his audience the condition of the flat. So he keeps saying, I just want to show you around and show you what this looks like before we I do this breakup because there's no damage. See the living room, there's no damage. See the dining room, there's no damage. Actually, we're in the process of getting this cleaned up for our engagement party. And there's like paint cans everywhere. And he's like, here's the kitchen, no damage. So he's so excessive about it. And I don't think he even intentionally means to be. I think he's actually just covering his ass for like how is he afraid that she's going to do something violent i think so and i when she walks in she's like a tall girl and he's a boxer as well so i feel like he's just being as careful as possible to make sure that everything goes smoothly he even goes as far as to let us know that all of these um the stairway is lined with these little candles And he's like, yeah, and just so you know, like after I give her the note, I'm going to run down the stairs and blow out the candles because I don't want the place to go up in flames and have her blame me. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like he really thought about everything. And I guess it's, it had been three weeks since he found out about all this. So he's been just stewing on it for three weeks and trying to figure out what to do. He also leaves all of his keys, like his extra set of keys and the key that he has to get in the house. He leaves it so that it doesn't, there's no way that he has any access to her home to say that like he caused any potential damage that she might do. So this girl seems like she's a little unhinged to begin with. Or you just shut it up to make her seem unhinged, but she might prove it in a second. (laughs) So, so it actually ends up being a lot calmer than, than I thought it was going to be with, because I was like, I was like, man, she like might come in and like, she might have a bat right next to her bed and just start swinging. (laughs) Yeah. The way he's setting it up, I'm scared for him. So he essentially starts showing us the plan finally. And it's like these printed out pieces of paper. And one of them is a love letter that he wrote her. And another one is a picture of the Northern Lights. And he's going to tell her that they're going to go to the Northern Lights this weekend. And that's where they're going to do the actual engagement. And then the last one is this, you know, as Brits call it, a love hut. Like a Wait, what's a love hut? A love hut. Oh, heart. heart. I thought it was like a love hut, like a hut. That's I love like hot. I love hot. Hot, yes. I love hot. So he gets children's construction paper and folds it and makes an actual love heart out of it. And oh my that- God. So she's going to think he's like proposing, right? Oh, yeah. So he has his whole plan. He's got the paper. He's got like the poems. He's going to read a poem. He's got these little antlers that he's going to have her put on when she's on the bed because he said he wanted to make her look real stupid when she's reading it. And he has like a Haribo. um, He has like a Haribo little like ring. It's the whole thing is so ridiculous. So this all seems like really thought out, right? Yeah. But obviously he's got some This is like the anti-proposal. Yes, yes. So our- leading lady comes home she's wearing a pink little hoodie and some denim and she walks in the door and he leads her up this beautiful candlelit staircase and she steps over this like massive pile of glitter that he poured on the floor which luckily he doesn't have to clean that up because you and I both yeah I was like that is aggression right there actually yeah and she awkwardly gets on the bed and he gives her the first love letter and the audience is literally just watching this for three to five minutes while he is running around the house blowing out candles. To- and she's reading the letter. She's reading the okay. letter and she starts <laughs> like little sniffles and like is like, I don't know if she's fake crying or guilt crying Does or what. Does she know he's recording this too? Yes. He puts the camera down on the 
dresser, you know, so it's looking at the bed, but the quality is really bad too. Like I wish it was a little bit better because you could see her facial expressions more, but it's, it's looking at her and you can hear everything. And she, you know, she's like, you know, crying and sniffling and whatever, you know, who knows if it's genuine or not, or who knows if she feels bad about what she's doing, because this is like a really romantic moment and kind of heartfelt, to be honest. Yeah. I would like to note though, that must have been love by Roxette was playing in the background from downstairs. <laughs> no. And I just think that is the most clever song to play must in the background. <laughs> I just think that was that I was dying laughing. So I think that was a really nice touch on his part. And he comes classic. That's a classic choice. Yeah. yeah. And like the breakup song of all times. Mm-hmm. So he comes back upstairs. You know, she's kind of brushing off her fake tears and he goes okay I want you to put these antlers on because it must be Christmas time you know so she puts on like little reindeer antlers and a little nose and then he gives her the Haribo ring which honestly this gets my goat more than anything else in the story because every girl who should be at the time to get proposed to if you ever this is like the one thing I agreed with Katie from Vanderpump Rules about was (laughs) when Schwartz gave her the fucking necklace when it was way overdue to have the the engagement ring it was the ring on a string, on a, like, yes. on a string. I was like girl that's that Dude, is that's annoying it's overdue yeah so if somebody gives you like a uh one of those candy rings what were they called the pop rings yep yep yeah so this is he basically gives her a gummy diamond ring yeah so she's like she like laughs about it and there's it's weird because he put his key in this other box that was actually wrapped really beautifully and he puts it at the edge of the bed so you're like okay that could be the ring but then he gives her the piece of paper and is like surprise we're gonna go to the northern lights And she's like, you know, and then he starts saying this poem to her and he starts reading her this poem about how he's going to take her to the Northern Lights and how everything that's theirs is or their own is going to be together and that they're going to get married and they're going to get engaged. And it's actually really sweet. And he gets like choked up while he's reading it. And I'm sure he still cares about her. Those feelings are real. And it's like rage and love and sadness. And yeah. Yeah. So he's essentially in tears reading it to her. And then she has her pick up the love heart finally. And so she picks up the love heart, which literally looks like a kindergartner made it and reads, this is the big question I'm asking you. And then he goes, who the fuck is Thomas Rue? (laughs) And she looks up at the camera and she's just deer in headlights she's with like the deer antlers with the deer antlers <laughs> really and- a look he okay accessorized a look so we get to the best part of this video okay so he he's just like bye pieces out turns around takes his phone and walks down the stairs turns the camera at him for one moment has like the cutest weirdest little chuckle gets downstairs <laughs> as fast as he can shuts the door locks it puts the key in the slot the key doesn't go in the slot puts it in again and then he just runs to his car <laughs> and oh he's like God. and he's like giggling and he's like okay I'm just gonna record myself driving away and he gets in the car puts the camera back on himself and he's like okay there you have it I'm driving away from the property the keys are all there and he turns up this like electro house music, like techno, <laughs> so loud. And he goes, now it's potty time. And he literally puts on these glasses, these like stunner, like shaped glasses, and then starts lip syncing into a hot red dildo. 
What? <laughs> Wait, a dildo just entered this conversation? Yeah, he what is going on? He's like, he literally, I think he's like hilarious. I think there's, he, there's, it's like you watch the whole thing and you're like, obviously the spectacle is her finding out that he knows. And then he gets in the car and starts singing the techno songs to a dildo after saying mom Wait. all the time. Wait, I'm just imagining holding up a dildo when my husband walks in the bedroom and going, now it's party time. And him running out screaming. I'm telling you, it was internet gold. It was internet gold. So... To wrap this up, to wrap up our charismatic. So did meal, this did this go viral? Viral, viral, like five point three million views in three days or something crazy. Okay, <laughs> so so then he he's a boxer, and so what he does is he then challenges Thomas Rue, Thomas Rue to a match, and Thomas Rue doesn't show up, but he raises thirty thousand pounds for a charity. Oh, so it's a happy ending. Yeah. So he and then he ended up because Thomas Rue didn't show up. He ended up fighting someone in like a higher weight class. Um, and I don't remember if he won or not because I was really thrown off by the dildo. <laughs> I think we all were. I didn't even see it, and I'm thrown off by the dildo. But either way, he has like these interviews online, and he's just super charismatic. And I, he's I showed a him, charismatic cuck. So I, I'm gonna try to figure out how to post at least that part at the end when he's singing into the dildo because it's yes, amazing. please. But yeah, that's my story of Neil Broadbent from West Yorkshire. Neil Broadbent, I wonder what he's doing today. Do you think he found everlasting love? So there's a picture of him and his son in one of the interviews, and his son is literally the cutest thing ever. He's adorable. And so I don't know if he's just like kicking it with him or, and if that was from like a previous relationship or what, but I think he's probably so much happier. And I think that like the match and boxing and being able to raise that much money for a charity, I mean, that's just a, a real good feeling, you know, to be able to do something like that out of something so shitty. Absolutely. So. That's a very good outcome and giving outcome from a terrible situation, yeah. which we all should try to do in our lives when we are handed lemons. We should make lemonade and then give the proceeds to charity. Or like a vodka lemonade. Yeah, that would be great right yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah, all so that's right. it. <laughs> that was a great story. I am so excited to go check that video out we should actually we'll put the link to the video in the episode notes so if you guys cool. are listening to this go to our notes there'll be a link directly to it because I know as soon as we get off Andy I'm gonna go <laughs> check it out I found the information it was just kind of like a interview with him and a synopsis of the story on a website called louderthanwar.com and it talks about his YouTube smash hit tell-all I do have a female for next week, and it's a Ooh. pretty interesting story. This one's also international. So I'm excited about next week. We're going to be doing this every Monday just for October, guys. So thanks for joining us for our inaugural, inaugural Cucktoberfest <laughs> <laughs> a bonus episode. We're so excited, and we'll see you on Wednesday for our regular content, and then hopefully back here on Monday for some more Oktoberfest quickies.